Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Welcome to the program, folks. Pleasure to have your company on this Friday. As you can see, I am still on the road here in Scottsdale, Arizona. We'll be wrapping up my work for Golf Channel today and heading back out east. So we'll be in studio all of next week and probably a couple of weeks down the road uh, when the what I'm working on here, the feature is, is finished. I'll let you guys know so you can see it. It was a record day out at Pebble Beach yesterday. It's being led by Patrick Cantlay at 10 under par. When I say record, I'm not only talking about the score that he shot, I'm also talking about its significance to him, particularly of late in the form that he is showing. We will talk about that as the show progresses, as you're going to hear from Patrick, you're going to hear from Akshay, you're going to hear from Jordan Spieth and more. So stay with us for that. I am super excited that as we start the show this morning, I can tell you not only are we going to be joined in today's show by another that I guess you could describe as a young gun on the world golf scene, someone to keep a very close eye on, but even more ex- excited to tell you that we're starting the show with an absolute legend. You know, when you, you think about the names that describe our next next guest, when, you know, legendary, iconic, uh, pioneering those are you know, typically reserved to identify only a select few in the history of the game. But not only has our next guest earned such uh, a status in all three of those categories and many, many more, so much so that when I say the name Annika, that's all you need to hear for you to know exactly who I'm talking about, one and only, to list her accomplishments Would take more than the entirety of this show, frankly, but to know this much, at least 94 professional victories to her name, 72 LPGA Tour wins, which is third all-time, 17 LET wins, which is fifth all-time, 10 major championships. There were only three women ever that have more. She won the LPGA Tours Player of the Year Award an incredible eight times. She was a member of the European Solheim Cup team eight times. She was a captain in 2017. And on the side of winning tournaments, one of the most astonishing things is that she achieved all those victories in essentially a 15-year stretch. To say that Annika Sormstan is a Hall of Famer, frankly, is a disservice to all that she has done for the game of golf at large, particularly for women and for charities over so many decades. It's an honor to open up Friday's show with the Hall of Famer. Annika, how are you? Welcome. Well, good morning, Matt. Thank you so much, and thank you for that introduction. Rightfully so. It it is your path that you have so well authored. Now, it's interesting because the authoring of this path is, is taking on some new directions, so to speak. You played at the Diamond Resorts. I'm curious at how that experience was for you. You know, you played in the celebrity division, then you've announced that you're going to play at the LPGA event in your backyard at Lake Nona. What's going on? What are you thinking? Yeah, good question. What am I thinking? Um, I, you know, I've just been playing a little bit of golf the last year. You know, our son is getting into it and, you know, with COVID, uh, just literally 
such a big part of our lives now that we've been limited to do a lot of things. So golf has been kind of our sanctuary. We've been going out and having a good time and playing together. And, you know, I, I turned 50 a few months ago, the big number, and realized that maybe, you know, I should support some of the events out there for for the ladies. And, you know, you put that together with, um, you know, just, you know, still passion for the game. And, and um, you know, so I, you know, I, I signed up with Diamond Resorts. We got a great partnership going. It's not just me playing in the event as a celebrity, but also Diamond Resorts helping us with Annika Foundation. And hopefully next year will be uh, one of our Annika Invitationals will be hosted around that time. So huge support there from Diamond Resorts. And and then I just found out like literally a few weeks ago that the LPJ will be hosting one of their tournaments right here in my backyard. And, you know, I wasn't really going to play because that's not what I do nowadays. You know, I'm, I'm a full-time mom. And, uh, but, you know, just uh, thinking about playing in these events later in the summer, you need, you need some tournament rounds. And I realized that when I played at Diamond Resorts, it's um, a little rusty. Uh, you know, I haven't done that for about 13 years. So, uh, and my kids said, mommy, you got to play. And the member said, you got to play. And, you know, living here for 20 years, it's just kind of like my, this is my home. So anyway, that added up to me entering and I'm super excited and appreciate the opportunity to dust uh, off the clubs again and kind of get in the, you know, in that tournament feel again. I love it. I'm, I'm, you've got my mind going in a million different directions. I want to ask you about the foundation. I want to ask you about your sponsors and I will circle back around to those. But the idea of playing with your boy, hanging out with the family, kind of finding and maintaining the spark of the golf, even competitively through it all. How much of this, Annika, was about the fact that your kids now obviously are at a point of recognizing that full-time mom, as you described yourself, is also a full-time legend in the game of golf. Is there some element of going, you know what? I can still hit the ball. I can still play. I'm finding that rhythm when I'm out here playing as much golf as I am right now through the whole COVID era. How much of it is about showing them too? Yeah, this is who I am. <laughs> well, I, uh, you know, obviously m- my kids know what, what I do for a living. Uh, well, it's surrounded by golf, you know, through Danica Foundation or, you know, the golf course design and, you know, all the corporate partners that I have. So, you know, they're familiar with that, but they just really haven't seen me compete. It's been on occasion here and there, but, you know, it's, uh, it's fun that uh, I can be able to do this and, um, you know, for them to want to see me playing herehood means a lot to me. But, you know, I, I am a different time in my life, uh, for sure. You know, it's uh, this is not a, a comeback by any means. It's just more of a an appearance and, uh, uh, you know, to be able to do that. And, you know, I, I do have I feel like I have a responsibility and, and, and an honor to, you know, represent some of my partners, you know, MasterCard and 3M and, and Lexus and Callaway, to name a few. And, uh, and obviously Rolex. So, you know, for to be able to be out there and to be seen, but also hopefully that I can continue to inspire the young girls through the Annika Foundation. You know, if you have a dream, keep living it, keep doing it. And as we know, this game, um, always, there's always something to learn. There's always something to get better. I love it. When you were competing at that Diamond Resorts event, you had a chance to play once again alongside of some of the young players from today. You described your game as, as rusty, and I, I, I smile because you said, yeah, you know, I've been, I've been away from it for 13 years. But what were your impressions of being back out there again on the LPGA and playing alongside of these women in terms of what you remember from 13 years ago when you were right in the heart of it? 
Yeah, no, I mean, it was it was fun to be able to, you know, tee it up again. I mean, uh, with these players, I mean, we I played in a different category, but I was playing against the same tees and, you know, it was just nice to see. And, you know, it's funny, many of these players have played in, uh, in some of our initiatives, Annika Invitational or, or Annika Intercollegiate. So I've been watching their careers for, you know, some of them almost for, for 13 years. And, uh, you know, to just see them grow up and, and become the great individuals that they are is really fun. And, you know, some of them I even talked to, you know, mentoring on, on, you know, on a limited basis. So to really be out there in the same tournament and experience the same things that they're doing, I thought that was very helpful. Uh, but there's no doubt that, you know, these young girls are, you know, fantastic players. I mean, they drive it, you know, beautifully. And, you know, their, their games was really, really good. It was fun to see. And, um, you know, it brings back some memories when I play, but, you know, you always see, you know, this is, uh, this is not where I am today. And, you know, the dedication and the hard work and the commitment that it takes to be there. So, uh, you know, I admire them for that. And it's good to see that women's golf in good hands. So, you know, again, I'm coming out here. My expectations are really, really low. It's, uh, it's just going to be fun to be part of it. And it's funny because I'm, you know, talking to quite a few players about having practice rounds together you know, they want to come and play and, and I would love, you know, to do that, but able also to be able to see them, you know, with inside the ropes when I'm, when I'm working with some of them to be, you know, better feedback than just kind of what I see on TV. When you use the phrases like hard work and dedication and, and passion, all of that can also define what you're doing with the foundation. You'd mentioned it a couple of times, but if you don't mind, I'd like to circle around to it specifically and ask you, first of all, why did you do the foundation and how is it going and how is the tournament series going? Well, thanks for, thanks for asking. I mean, it is, uh, you know, we just ho- hosted our 13th Annika Invitational in St. Augustine, just, you know, a few hours north of here. And and, you know, due to COVID, obviously, it's a little bit restricted as far as travel, because normally we would have 16 different countries represented or even more. And we would have 30 coaches or some something like that. And, you know, now recruiting has been uh, it's been very, very different for them. So we didn't really see that. Uh, but it was nice to have the, the young players there and create these playing opportunities. And it's been a passion of mine, you know, the last few years just to be able to give them this chance to showcase their skills and uh, you know, we have seven of them globally now. Uh, we started with the one here in St. Augustine. We have one in Europe. We have one in China. We have one in, um, in Argentina and then also in New Zealand. And then we host a college event. So, you know, uh, in addition to what we call Share My Passion Days, which are, you know, shorter, shorter events or initiatives. There's only three hours and the girls are younger. They're six to 12. It's more of an introduction to the game. And you can see that here in this, this photo here, you know, we, we have other things that we do. We draw, we talk about rules, we talk about passions, we talk about fitness and nutrition, and then I give a clinic to them. So, you know, I'm very involved in these events, which I think is really the key. And that's, that's the point of it is to be there and inspire them and talk to them and share the stories and the experiences I've had. So it's been really fun. And obviously this last year has been a little more difficult. We've been doing a lot of virtual clinics or virtual, you know, Q and A's to make sure just that they feel like we, you know, we're still here. We still care. And we're going to continue once, you know, some of these restrictions hopefully uh, will ease up. So, uh, but it's been, it's been really fun. And then now to tie it in with Diamond Resorts to be able to have the girls come here. And it's just, uh, it's just, uh, you know, I feel it warms my heart to see them do so well and, and follow their careers. I mean, Maria, Fassi, for example, is a, is a player that uh, has so much potential. It's her second year on the LPGA, and she's been part of our 
initiatives. And, you know, She Won Monica um, Award presented by Stiefel. And, and also Leona McGuire from, she went to Duke. She's from Ireland. Played a practice round with her the other day. We'll play with her next week. So it's kind of, you know, coming to a full circle. So it's pretty neat. That is very neat indeed. Uh, Annika, you mentioned your your sponsors, the people that you have aligned yourself with in many cases for many years as well. Let's just formally take a moment here and spread some love for those who are your corporate partners because all of this cool stuff that you're doing is built on the foundation of those that you have partnered with. Absolutely. I mean, if I can just read them out loud, it would be 3M. I mean, first of all, 3M has been with me for quite a few years and we used to host... uh, you know, we're out in Minnesota for that tournament. So 3M is a big deal. And then you got Callaway, where I've been with since, oh, 93, you know, and uh, Mr. Callaway wow. was around. So, you know, when the big birth I was born, uh, that's really where my, you know, my professional career was born. Uh, and then Ahead, which, you know, I'm, I appreciate the, the headwear from Ahead, but also Rolex and Lexus and MasterCard and uh, Cabot San Luca, which is a new, uh, partnership I have. It's a, it's an island uh, south of, well, quite south, Salusha. So, you know, I feel very lucky to have these partners and uh, to support me because it's not just about me being inside the ropes. It's about me, you know, helping them hopefully with, you know, just customer entertaining, represent their brand, uh, etc. So it's been, I appreciate that. I'm going to continue to do my best to be a great role model and and spread the word and the love that, the, that they give us, uh, you know, whether it's Toro for the Amica Foundation uh, and to be able to really do what we do is to inspire the next generation. So I feel very, uh, very um, thankful for that. So thank you for letting me uh, give them some love on your show. Absolutely. Uh, AnikaFoundation.org, folks, for more information on this objective of inspiring future generations in more. And to that point, Anika, and this, and this speaks to who you are as a person, the amount of time and passion that you give to this game, you have recently been named as the IGF president. With golf surging, mm-hmm. with, with the numbers looking good, with women and, and girls participating in the game, with, with new groups of demographics being brought into the game, rounds that their highest level historically they've ever been by comparison for year over year, et cetera, how excited are you about that position of influence and hopefully putting your fingerprint on that? Yeah, well, first, I mean, I'm obviously very <laughs> flattered and honored to be able, you know, to been, you know, to my name to been thrown in the ring. And then, you know, it was Peter Dawson. He did this for 10 years. I mean, he has done so much for the game uh, on different levels. So, you know, I felt like, wow, these are big shoes to fill. You know, I'm a little different than, than he is. But hopefully, you know, my passion for the game, my passion for young girls and women, you know, we, we need to make this game, you know, more inclusive. We, you know, we've talked about equality and getting women out there. And, you know, as you said, I mean, the numbers are looking good for golf. And, and I think we need to take advantage of this uh, this boom, this uh, positive image of golf right now. And, and one of the biggest um, demographics that can increase is, is women and, and junior girls. So I think we're on to something. I think just continue. As you know, it takes uh, it takes a long time to create something good and something solid. So, yeah, I look forward to just sharing my passions and my thoughts and, and continue to make sure that golf is in good hands and that we, you know, that this game is represented where it needs to be represented. So uh, I look forward to it. And it's been, uh, you know, a few months right now. I'm just in orientation, just learning a lot about, you know, the IOC and, and also the, uh, the initiatives the IGF is putting together. So it's an interesting time for golf. There's no doubt about that. I mean, with COVID and, and now that, you know, the Tokyo Olympics 2020, 
um, you know, supposed to be happening in a few months. So it'll be interesting to follow that and be part of it. And uh, we'll just keep our fingers crossed. When you use the phrase of in good hands, it's certainly in good hands in yours and those you have associated yourself with because of the vision, because of the commitment, because of the passion that you have well defined there. Uh, I have to tell you this, though, from a sports fan's perspective, and we're massive fans of you. When you play in the Gainbridge LPGA, I get that it's in your backyard, and that's what I love about it. We're hoping that magic happens that week and that you once again write your own chapter of history. Good luck with that. Good luck with everything that you have going on. Thank you, Annika, for everything that you've done and for your time today. Well, thank you very much, Matt. I appreciate you having me this morning. And, uh, you know, I look forward to to, uh, literally rolling out of bed and being on the first tee. I got my husband on the back. (laughs) The kids will make breakfast, uh, you know, breakfast of champions. So it'd be a fun time. Well, best to your family and to Michael, and we wish you the very best moving forward as ever. That was Annika Sorenstam joining us live on this Friday morning. So when we come back, we're going to talk about what took place at Pebble Beach. As I mentioned, some record scoring on the golf course is plural and we'll go through the leaderboard and we'll hear from some of those leaders pga tour superstore.com as you guys know we're so proud to be representing the number one golf retailer in all of america they too have a story to tell about the success in the game of golf over the last year and how the game has really flourished amidst these very bizarre circumstances of covid why because just what annika sorenstam was talking about it is fun it is an opportunity to get together with friends and family and to do it safely on the golf course social distanced and more pga tour superstore has what you're looking for back with more live after this golf plans changed we're here for you drive in fly in French Lick Resort is the perfect spot for your next golf getaway. Our Donald Ross and Pete Dye courses have hosted majors since 1924. Our historic hotels are top flight as well. And know that keeping you safe in this era of COVID is also important to us. Go to FrenchLick.com. Play legendary golf this year. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours, and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles. And they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. The best golf experiences are the unique ones that combine breathtaking beauty, inspiring designs, and refined luxuries. Streamsong Resort, conveniently located in Central Florida, is unlike any golf experience you've ever had. Award-winning courses by Corin Crenshaw, Tom Doak, and Gil Hans will challenge and amaze in a dunescape you'll swear cannot exist in Florida. Awaken your senses then at their opulent spa or enjoy world-class bass fishing, archery, or clay shooting. The options are endless, and you can cap it all off with luscious and distinctive culinary choices to delight any palate. Visit StreamSongResort.com today to plan your golf trip. That's everything that you would want and nothing like you've ever experienced. 
I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgetone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, I made superior product. So I did. I came back and I started playing with the Bridgetone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgetone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that to help me win golf tournaments. Even though we're in Texas, we don't believe that bigger is always better. At Ben Hogan Golf, we believe in something called micromanufacturing, a concept Mr. Hogan taught us long ago. It's a belief that handcrafting golf clubs one at a time to your exacting specifications is the reason we make some of the best quality and best performing equipment in the world. And we don't believe in big prices. That's why we only sell directly to you at BenHoganGolf.com. Let me ask you a question. Are you in pain on the golf course? You know, pain management is a crisis in America. It affects over 100 million people and 35% of golfers, but now we can do something about it. BioFit 360 is a new company here to help us manage and alleviate that pain naturally. They've developed a formula that safely extracts CBD from the hemp plant and utilizes all of its healing properties to help us. They have a relief cream, they have gummies, they have sleep aids, and much more. It will change the way you feel on the golf course and in life. All you need to do is head to BioFit360.com. Feel better, do better, be better. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show, coming to you live from the road this week. We're here in Scottsdale, Arizona, working on an assignment here for Golf Channel, which you'll see on Golf Channel coming up in next week or two. I will let you know when it is ready to air so that you guys can see the fruits of our labor out here. Fruits of the labor from Pebble Beach was pretty significant. You can see, if you're watching us on the television side of the program, what is going on today. Uh, we just had World Golf Hall of Famer Annika Sorenstan on with us live, and Nick Hardy will be joining us. He is formally, officially a Corn Ferry Tour player, but he's also getting his starts on the PGA Tour he's already distinguishing himself, and I think that's a path that will continue to grow in importance. Now, in terms of what took place out at Pebble Beach, it was an amazing day for scoring in the opening round. Certainly for Patrick Cantlay, when he started out in his opening nine, right, shot a 29 in the opening nine, it, it was impressive. Here's some of the details of that round of 62 that put him at 10 under and atop the leaderboard, 10 birdies, zero bogeys. Thank you very much. He hit 10 of 14 fairways and 16 of 18 greens in regulation. That's saying something when you're talking about these golf courses, 24 putts, uh, 62 ties the course record for any PGA Tour event at Pebble Beach Golf Links other than the other, I should say, 62s. Get this, Tom Kite at the 1983 event and David Duvall in round three of the 1997 event, this tournament there. Uh, it, it Amazing. 62 marks his second lowest round on the PGA Tour as a professional. He posted his lowest round on the PGA Tour as a pro in his last start at the American Express, a final round 61. So Cantlay has posted two of his lowest rounds on the PGA Tour as a pro in his in his last two rounds that he played. And the reason why that keeps getting noted as a professional is you guys probably remember when he was an amateur and he shot a 60 at the Travelers Championship at TPC River Highland. Overall, Cantlay's lowest round on the PGA Tour is a second round 60, as I just mentioned, at that 2011 Travelers, to give you the exact information of the same. So for, for Patrick Cantlay, 
I guess the place to start is clearly Patrick took advantage of opportunities to present himself on this particular day. Yeah, I think we got Pebble in pretty much ideal conditions. And uh, I don't think it's going to be like that the rest of the week. But uh, the greens were, were good this morning and, and receptive. And so I hit a lot of good shots just right out of the gate and, and made everything. Um, I didn't have very many long putts, but the, the mid-range putts that I did have, I made all of them. Yeah, especially a continuation of uh, the desert in the, on the weekend. Um, you know, my swing feels really good right now. The ball's starting on the line that I'm seeing. And then uh, my distance control has been really good, which is key out here. And uh, I try to leave myself below the hole a lot, and I was able to do that. Yeah, my ball striking's been good. Um, and the difference the last, you know, three rounds I've played on tour is just making putts. And, uh, you know, I think I one-putted every green on the front nine. So when you only have nine putts on nine holes, it's no surprise you play really well. Um, and some of that set up by ball striking. I, I had a lot of really good looks. And, you know, every time you play Pebble Beach, you kind of want to get off to a hot start on those first seven holes. And today I was, uh, you know, I had a great start. Patrick Cantlay has gone get this 65, 61, 62 28 under par in his last three tournament rounds. Can you, I mean, think about that for a second. All right, what about Akshay Abatia? He shot an eight under par 64. I know for a lot of people, it was the first time that they saw him or heard about him. He is 19 years old, had eight birdies, zero bogeys, 10 of 14 fairways for him, and 18 of 18 greens in regulation, 29 putts. He's the first player to hit 18 greens in regulation, PGA Tour round at Pebble Beach Golf Links since 2008 when Ryan Palmer did it in the second round of the event. 64 marks his lowest round on the PGA Tour. He's only the third teenager to post an opening round of 64 or lower on the PGA Tour in the last 30 years. Joaquin Neiman did it with a 63 at the 2018 Military Tribute at the Greenbrier. Sergio Garcia did it with a 62 at the 1999 uh, Byron Nelson. The At 19 years old, he's a, a zero months and 11 days uh, when on Thursday – if he had led or co-led after round one, of would have been the youngest leader or co-leader after any round in a non-team PGA Tour event since 17-year-old Ty Tryon co-led after the first round of the 2001 BC Open. Uh, to clarify, 18-year-old Ryan Ruffles, right, just to, to make sure it is clear, uh, teamed up with uh, Kyle Stanley. That was an 18-hole co-leader at the 2017 uh, Zurich Classic of New Orleans. But again, just to reiterate, that was a team event. So for Akshay, I guess the thing is, whether you're talking about what he did with the putter, whether you talk about hitting all 18 greens, and these are small greens and more, at 19 years old and having accomplished what he just did, you'll be amazed by his poise about how do you assess what just took place. Yeah, it was a good day. Uh, hit a good amount of fairways, and that's relatively easy to do out here just because it's pretty wide. And, uh, yeah, 18 greens gave me a lot of good looks today. It's a pretty good stat. It's probably the first time I've ever putted this well, and uh, I actually just went from a short to a short putt. I was using the arm lock for a while, so it was pretty pretty nice to see that. I mean, I kind of I didn't really think about it like that. I, I thought it was going to dump down rain all day, so I was just getting ready for that, and thought the scores would be pretty high um but you know with no wind and pretty nice weather for pebble beach is it's nice to get off to a good start and you know get ready for tomorrow in the next few days 
it's amazing to think that if he is able to hang on and win, he will become the third youngest winner ever on the PGA Tour. The two prior go back to the year 1900 and 1931. That's the significance of what we are talking about. Tied for fourth was Jordan Spieth. I know a lot of people are excited to see him at seven under par in 65 and how it is working for Jordan, obviously, once again, he went low, and this is on the heels of having a pretty good tournament last week, maybe not uh, Sunday itself, but he's familiar with this golf course. He's had success at this golf course, so it's a combination of things for Jordan Spieth, and as ever, when Jordan Spieth spoke to it after his round, he was retrospective. Yeah, I think there was, you know, uh, Pebble presents, obviously, uh, a lot of precision um and you got to really trust uh trust what you're doing um and early in that round you really got to take advantage you know when the conditions were going to be easier today you you needed to kind of shoot a low round and make sure you're in this tournament because it's going to be a grind the next few days with the weather that we have coming in so um i think you're right i mean i didn't try and go force those birdies i just kind of tried to hit you know hit to the right spots um early in the round and just kind of get settled into the round and then uh I was kind of rewarded on number 10 with a hole out eagle um, from just kind of playing the right style of golf before that. Yeah, I, um, I needed to cover 107 on the false front, and it hit. Uh, I fixed the pitch mark maybe too short of the hole, and I think it bounced past it and then and spun back. In the air, I thought it just needed to make it, it needed to, to go far enough. Once I saw where it landed, I knew that it'd be close. It's a bonus for it to obviously go in. Maybe the best sign. Yeah, maybe the best sign that of of um, good things to come of, of any stat. Uh, it's also hard to have a lot of feet of putts at Pebble. I mean, you don't really have a lot of long putts. The greens are so small. So, um, But I hit a lot of greens in regulation, only really got into trouble on one hole. And other than that, um, you know, I'd still like, still like thing to feel, things to feel better than they do. Um, but I know I'm able to kind of play a shot, you know, that kind of a punch draw if I need to have it. And it's nice to kind of... Um, feel that you can always go to a shot if you get it a little bit uncomfortable. I think that's what you're talking about, about not guiding, being able to club down and just kind of play a couple four irons off tees on some holes to make sure I'm um, you know, able to get into to birdie range in two. The tees were up and the wind was down, so you know, they're the normal tees that we play in this tournament, but they we played the Pro-Am from that U.S. Right. Open tee, and so I, I walked back from nine thinking that was going to be one of the more difficult tee shots and then saw the tee boxes were up, and so I kind of got... A little juiced about that and then um you know held it down the right side kind of a little bit on accident just kind of leaned it a little and luckily um i felt comfortable enough carrying the the hazard on that side anyways that it left me with just a great angle so it's odd you know i mean i saw it drop and then there's three people on the balcony of the house in the distance and you know a couple people near the green volunteers where his hands went up but it's still weird having a moment like that where you know, you're used to kind of a loud roar, and, and it's right. just so kind of calm and quiet. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, 10, 10 can be a difficult hole. Uh, today, as long as you hit the fairway, it wasn't so, and that uh, was nice to take advantage. What did you say the number was to the hole? I, like, 113 adjusted, I think. Okay. Um, and down breeze and, like, had to carry 107, just a sand wedge. A little bit. It almost, you know, having played the U.S. Open recently here, uh, that was, you know, threesomes the first two right. days, and... Uh, the golf course obviously quite a bit different um but just having had that in the last year or so it's almost like we've played you know we've only we've played as many rounds 
with three PGA Tour players as we have, you know, in the Pro-Am in the last couple of years. So uh, it was odd. Uh, I certainly missed how much fun that we have with Jake and right. Dustin and Wayne every year. Um, so I'll shoot Jake a note saying that, you know, I could have used his help in the, you know, for another couple strokes. But all in all, uh, you know, very pleased with the start. Pleased with the start at Pebble Beach because currently is tied for fourth after seven under par, 65. Uh, Phil Mickelson was two over at, at finishing with a score of 74, just to give you some position of his. Uh, as to the position of the top 10, they are as follows. Patrick Cantlay leading the way at 10 under par, tied for second at eight under par. Akshay Batia uh, also tied for second. Uh, Henrik Norlander at eight under par. It's a name we've been hearing a lot from recently continue to keep an eye on the Swede tied for fourth Nate Lashley at seven under so too Jordan Spieth who you just heard from and then from there we go to a large group tied for six that includes Russell Knox Will Gordon Brian Stewart Tom Lewis and Mark Hubbard all on six under par as to Mark obviously he's got some great vibes out at Pebble Beach and he addressed the media afterwards as to why this place just gives him the right feels yeah it's great I mean uh, obviously, I got engaged here, and uh, we're actually expecting, and we got to take some some more pictures in the same spot today or uh, yesterday. So that was really fun. So yeah, I mean, this place always makes me happy, probably a little more than everybody else. Um, but I also, I mean, I've played here a lot. Uh, I've probably got 45 rounds under my belt here since I went to school pretty close, so I know it really well. Probably another 50 on video games too. So there you go. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. There's something about this place that it feels like it comes easy to me if I'm playing well at all. So it was nice, but uh, I wasn't surprised. My putting has been great, really, since the new year. Um, so that, that kept going. Um, unfortunately, I think the stuff that I am actually working on wasn't great today. Uh, I've been working a little bit on my takeaway and kind of dropping the club a little bit more inside. And uh, I was struggle- struggling, but uh, luckily this course kind of works for a cut especially those those holes coming down the stretch. So um, I, I need to go to the range and figure some stuff out so I can keep playing well. But as long as I'm putting the way I'm putting, I'm going to be okay. Uh, yeah, six under par uh, with that. So a very good opening round for Mark Hubbard. Now, in terms of where you can get your coverage of the tournament today, both on the television side and we'll talk about PGA Tour Live and radio in just a second, on the TV side, coverage will air, and these are Eastern times, on Golf Channel today at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Over the weekend, it's split between golf and NBC at 1 and 3, respectively. As to the radio side and PGA Tour Live on that side, of course, PGA Tour Live covers everything that's going on on the PGA Tour week in and week out. You can hear it on the PGA Tour app. You can hear it on PGATour.com. And those two places are always free around the world. And you can also listen to it if you subscribe to Sirius XM, the satellite service in North America. So for the radio side, you're going to be able to, the the uh, TV side, the, the PGA Tour Live is going to kick off early in the morning. But on the radio side, it's going to be kicking off at 1 p.m. Eastern, I beg your pardon, at Eastern time, noon time on Sirius XM, 1 p.m. on Saturday and on Sunday. And PGA Tour Live this morning will kick off at 11 a.m. Again, I know it's it's an event in Northern California. It's Pacific time, but the times I'm giving you are all 
Eastern. Okay, so when we come back, we're going to be talking to a name that I think it's a good idea to get to know early because of the potential that he clearly possesses as he is starting his pathway as a professional golfer. Yes, distinctively in the Corn Ferry Tour, but also making his mark early on on the PGA Tour as well. We'll have details of exactly what I'm talking about on the other side of this break and reminding everyone, if you log on to touredge.com, you can see the full breadth and width of their line, which is massive. It's covered by a lifetime warrant. Their clubs are built just outside of Chicago. But one of the areas that I'm particularly excited about that went, frankly, crazy in the past year are the box sets because it's a great way to get something for someone that maybe is new to the game or being reintroduced to the game. Maybe it's your son or your daughter or a grandson or a granddaughter. It's a great way to get them everything they need right in that box, including the golf bag and the full set. Just go on out and start to teach them a game to fall in love with for the rest of their lives. Back with more of the Fairways of Life show worldwide after this. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in Northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to BoyneGolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. It's likely that the world's greatest Lynx golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present, from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices, a pint and music at a cosy pub. But most of all, enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't travelled from home but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. Golf plans changed? We're here for you. Drive in, fly in. French Lick Resort is the perfect spot for your next golf getaway. Our Donald Ross and Pete Dye courses have hosted majors since 1924. Our historic hotels are top flight as well. And know that keeping you safe in this era of COVID is also important to us. Go to FrenchLick.com. Play legendary golf this year. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B. The Tour Ball. Reinvented. 
let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear. And where you get your golf gear matters. PGA Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PGA Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Pleasure to have your company from wherever around the globe you're joining us today. Andrew and Don behind the glass. I am on the road. Um, I'm actually in Scottsdale, Arizona on assignment here for Golf Channel NBC. And I'll let you know in just a couple of weeks down the road, uh, maybe less than that, when the feature will air so you can see what we're working on out here. You know, it is not rare in the world of professional golf that it takes some time for players to, you know, find their stride. But that is certainly... Not the case when it comes to our next guest. He was born in Illinois, just outside of Chicago, and Nick Hardy has already made a name for himself on multiple circuits, including the AJGA. By the end of his high school days, he was ranked second best golfer in the entire state of Illinois, so it's no surprise that his development continued at the collegiate level at the University of Illinois. He would be a Ping first team All-American there, a Jack Nicholas Award semifinalist and a two-time Big Ten champion in 15 and in 18. While at Illinois, he was also a member of the winning 2017 United States Palmer Cup team, a team that featured the likes of Colin Morikawa, Maverick McNeely, Doug Gim, Sam Burns, and more. He turned professional in 18, and his ascent has continued on a pretty steep incline. He's already fully exempt on the Corn Ferry Tour, and in 2020, he collected five top tens, including tied for third at the Bahamas and finds himself 15th on the money list. He's joining us right now. And Nick, I'm not sure what time zone you're in, but I have a sense that you got up early for us in this Friday. Yeah, I did. I'm in the same one as you actually, Arizona. Oh, great. Well, so be it. So we get a chance to talk from uh, neighbors as it were. So how is life going for you? How are you finding your tour through the professional ranks? I know that you've, you've, you've qualified for some tournaments. I saw the video out with the fist pump when you, when you made the putt. I I love it all. How is it all going for you? What's your synopsis? Yeah. So, you know, starting out the year, I, uh, you know, signed up for a few PGA Tour qualifiers. You know, this year it's a little different on Corn Ferry. We're not playing our international events early in the year. So we had some time, a little more time off than normal. So I, you know, opened up some opportunities to play on the PGA Tour Mondays and um, end up qualifying for two of them uh, in uh, playoffs. So uh, I got to play two PGA Tour events and I, you know, fared pretty well, I felt like. Um and uh, now uh, back to the Corn Ferry Tour uh, starting next week. When you played in the PGA Tour events or even on the Corn Ferry Tour events because of the quality of the players that you're playing against, how long has it taken you to feel, I guess, comfortable with where you are and convinced that you not only are you capable of competing, you're capable of beating everybody else out there and winning? Right, right. Um, you know, I, I uh, coming out of college, I got some sponsor exemptions on the PGA Tour um, you know, compared to then, I feel a lot more prepared now than I was then for uh, just, you know, PGA Tour events alone. Um, getting a full season on the Corn Ferry Tour has really, uh, I think, matured me as a golfer, uh, as a competitor. I, I really uh, have become a, a much better player over the last couple of years, I feel like. So um, I just feel way more prepared, if uh, you know, 
I do, in fact, get on the PGA Tour coming next year. I feel like, uh, you know, I proved I can beat a lot of the great players out there. So um, it's just about keeping getting better and, you know, goals to hopefully uh, get a win on the Corn Ferry Tour this year. Being from Northbrook, Illinois, uh, and playing for the University of Illinois and all the rest that goes into it, obviously it's a great connection for somebody in Chicagoland. But I'm curious about how you were able to hone your game, develop your game, and get to a point that you're now playing with and against the best in the world of which you number, coming from an area that, you know, six months of the year, it's going to be snowy or at least cold and wet. How did you find your path through all that? Yeah, you know, I, I love the game. You know, from the start, I, you know, when I started walking, I can, as long as I remember, I fell in love with the game. So I found any way possible to try to practice and play in the, in the wintertime. Um, in the winter months. So I'd go out, you know, when it was snowing, when it was freezing, when it was 20 degrees, ice on the ground. <laughs> I would go out and try to find any opportunity to go practice, even in the wintertime growing up there. So, you know, we had great, um, I great, I found great facilities um, for indoors when I was uh, at home. And then going to college in Illinois, we had incredible indoor facilities and an outdoor facility right next to our indoor facility. So um, at Illinois, they, they kind of, we you know, we kind of had the best of both worlds, especially in the winter. I mean, we had some time off, but we also had the facilities to really focus on our fundamentals in our game. Yeah, I'm sure some of those fundamentals also include what you were doing with the short game and more. And I know that you are capable of great power, but how are you finding once you're at the professional game, and it is so critical from 100 yards in, how are you finding the balance with everything that you're working on and that which you want to continue to hone? Totally. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I felt like, you know, my, always my game has been really strong ball striking and putting wise, but for sure my short game had to improve to be a, a PGA Tour player and hopefully one day a PGA Tour member. So, um, you know, honing in the short game, I mean, it's, it's a it's a really obviously important point And I feel like I've improved much at that since I left school. Um, you know, I, you know, a lot of credit to my co- coach, Brett Packey and um, Coach Small down in Illinois, we we worked on short game, you know, nonstop, just competing with the, our teammates and uh, um, just drills and you know our our short game indoor facilities are pretty incredible in Illinois. So if you can chip and putt there, you can probably chip and putt anywhere. Um, so yeah, I give a lot of credit to those people. When when you're going to compete at this level for hopefully many many years, Nick, at this point in your life. What do you look upon as your chief attribute, your treat, your chief asset when you are in that circle of competition? Yeah, you know, I, I honestly feel like my best part of my game is my mind and my mental game, especially the last couple of years. I really uh, learned a lot how to control my emotions out there and how to, um, you know, have the best attitude possible. I think that's probably my number one trait as a golfer right now is um, my mental game. You know, I think it shows just, you know, Monday qualifying for two PGA events and two PGA events in playoffs. I think it really uh, shows that, you know, it's kind of my mental game is kind of right where I want it to be. And um, I'm really controlling my emotions and you know my thoughts really well out there, I think, right now. While golf obviously is your profession, as you mentioned, it's something that you've always loved since the time that you were a little kid. Uh, it still, too, is also about having fun. Have you had a moment yet where it's been like a, an oh, wow moment, maybe where you're on a range next to someone that was your childhood hero or something along those lines? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Tiger Woods is really my oh, wow player. I, you know, I, I've got to meet him a couple of times and, 
you know, it's, that's pretty cool for me because, you know, he was my idol growing up, um, you know, watching him win, especially when I was young, it's, it's, it was pretty incredible. So he's really my wild player. Besides that, um, I'm just excited to hopefully get more opportunities to compete against all the best players in the world, you know, um, on, on Saturdays and Sundays. In order to do what you want to do, obviously professionals have to align themselves with companies that mean something to them. Uh, in your case, I can see you've got a hat on with a logo on it already. Could you share with us who you've aligned yourself with, who your sponsors are? They're helping you do your thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, Nike um, is one of you know my um, uh, clothing sponsor, and then uh, Titleist would be my equipment sponsor, and then I. Uh, um, my, my newest sponsor is actually Hightower uh, Investment Group. They're a Chicago company. So I, uh, I am proud to align myself with three companies that, you know, in two in Nike and Titleist. I've been wearing Nike my whole life and I've been playing Titleist golf clubs my whole life. So these go way back. These uh, partnerships go way back even before college. So I'm really proud of them. And um, my newest one, Hightower, is uh, pretty special to me at being in Chicago and a Chicago brand. That's important to me, uh, you know, being from there and still like to go back as much as possible and live in Chicago in the summertime. So, uh, yeah, all three very important to me and obviously reasons why I'm able to go compete and go play out, uh, um, and get started against all the, some of the great players in the world. It's very cool that, that you make a decision that who you align yourself with are companies with which mean something to you, as you phrased it, very important to you. Uh, and that kind of leads me to the last question that I have for you today, Nick, and that is this. As, as you go off, you are basically your own, you know, you're the Nick Hardy Corporation. Uh, and as a young player starting on the, the Corn Ferry Tour and then uh, evolving, uh, so we expect, to the PGA Tour full-time, what do you want the message of your brand to be to the world? Um, I feel like uh, my biggest attribute, my biggest brand would be probably, you know, no quit. There's, there's no quit in, in Nick. Um, I'm, uh, I'm probably one of the most ruthless competitors out, out there. I, I'm just, uh, I like to compete in anything, you know, whether it be golf or bowling or, you know, you name it, tennis uh, anything. I like to go compete against my friends and try to win. It's just, it's just, this is my nature. So, um, I would just say my competitiveness is probably my biggest attribute and, uh, my brand, I would say. Uh, we're excited to see where all of it takes you. It's, it's already been an impressive run for you. And, and we are convinced that there is much more that lies ahead in the terms of success for you, Nick Hardy. Thank you for your time. We wish you the very best. And if there's any way we can help you, just please let us know. But uh, again, thank you for the time that you gave us. Thank all you today very much for having me on. Better. Thank you very much. Cheers. We'll see. Okay, Nick. All right, folks, thank you very much for your company, too. Not only today, but through the course of this week. Uh, As you know, we've been on the road for most of it. Excited to show you what we're out here for coming up on Golf Channel, not too far down the road, and the golf that will be on Golf Channel today, starting from 3 p.m. Eastern time out at Pebble Beach and everything about that very beautiful place. Until then, I hope you have a great Friday. hope you have a great weekend. Uh, We'll be flying back to the East Coast and be back inside of our home studio starting early next week on Monday on Onward. Until then, have a great one and goodbye for now.